Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. July 19th, 1977, the world teacher, the Christ Maitreya, head of the spiritual hierarchy, emerged from his ancient retreat and is now in the modern world. With his disciples, the masters of the wisdom, he will inaugurate the new age of synthesis and brotherhood. Good morning and welcome to our World Teacher Program on Wellington's Access Radio 106.1 FM presented by Teresa and David on behalf of Share International New Zealand. Today's program is based on an interesting article which featured in the May 2018 edition of Share International magazine. The article is titled Manifesto for a Political Emergence by Sophie Grandguillaume a linguist specialising in classical and biblical languages based in Rome. She begins, We are on the eve of great changes. The emergence of the spiritual hierarchy, the masters of wisdom, makes possible the transformation of the ancient world into the new. How can this transformation be achieved? In this article we will try to present the different stages which could accompany and facilitate the creation of the new civilization. Let us first consider the emergence as a political act. What is the emergence? It is the externalization of the spiritual hierarchy, which is to say the coming, the return of the hierarchy to the outer everyday world. In this context, it is reasonable to question the way in which people in everyday life perceive and receive this return. How can we ensure that the reception is correct and unfolds under the best possible conditions? To answer this question, we need to consider here the idea of politics. What is politics? What constitutes a political act? Politics is everything that relates to the polis, the ideal city-state, to society, to the organisation of that society and life within it. The history of humanity shows us that there are two types of politics, that which aims to separate people and that which aims to unite people. We have always been forced to choose between these two forms. We can observe that man has followed the path that separates, even though it has tried throughout history to establish societies in which they endeavoured to live according to the laws of unity. What has humanity lacked that would enable it to live according to the laws of unity. Seeking to create unity on a purely material level is not enough, and seeking to create unity on the purely spiritual level is also not enough. Focusing too much on one or the other has led to failure. The future of humanity, therefore, lies in the correct expression at the same time and in the same space of these two polarities, 
the material and the spiritual. It is therefore important to reflect on the form we give to the new polis, the new society, if we wish to succeed in living according to the laws of unity and fully manifest the externalization of the hierarchy. If the esoteric tradition has always recognized that there is no separation or opposition between the material and the spiritual, it remains for us to give form to this recognition on the political level, that is to say, to externalize it. How should we organize society, the polis, and the group, so that both the material and the spiritual aspect can cooperate and grow together? Reflecting on this question should lead humanity to rethink and reformulate the various familiar political and religious paths that they have known until now. If we look at political movements, we can see two major tendencies at work. The first is the development of the material for its own sake, unrelated to the spiritual aspect. This tendency can be observed throughout human history, and as its hallmark, the non-knowledge of and non-recognition of the spiritual. Its name today is capitalism in all its variants. The second political tendency is the development of the material not for itself but for mankind. These are all the attempts to pool the resources of a group known as communism in all its historical variants. But to the extent that these attempts were only on the material plane without knowledge or recognition of the spiritual aspect, they failed, just as capitalism is failing. From this very brief look at political movements, we can understand that the recognition of the spiritual is a necessary condition for the right development of mankind on the material plane and on the political plane. With the cyclic appearance of great teachers, humanity has regularly received the stimulus to create the perfect polis, one in which the development of humanity would find expression on both the material and spiritual planes simultaneously. These stimuli have been concretized into various religions in all their forms. And just as the various political paths have failed, so too have the different religious paths failed in their efforts to create the perfect polis. This is largely due to the promulgation of dogmas that have become like material laws and have led to a misunderstanding of the relationship between the material and spiritual aspects of life and, subsequently, between the political and religious fields. The many attempts at religious communism, attempts to create the perfect society, have also remained dead letters because they have developed in the shadow of official religious structures, with no connection to the political sphere or any external reality. What has been lacking in the major religions is a proper understanding of what religion is, and subsequently a correct enunciation of politics and religion as inseparable, without either being subordinate to the other. The period that is opening up before us, therefore, is full of hope and full of the possibility of experimentation. It will mean no less than the redefinition of the combined political and religious fields as the sphere in which humanity attains the fullness of the self. The new civilization or polis 
will be the correct expression through and in their structures of the harmonious relationship between the political and the religious at the service of the development of the self. What shape could this future polis, this new civilization, take? We can get an indication of what it may be like when we read Maitreya's priorities. It is extraordinary to read of a priority entitled Introduction to the Mysteries. Maitreya tells us that humanity will reach a scientific understanding of the religious and that this scientific approach to religion will inform the life of man, both as individuals and as a group. Politics will be re-evaluated according to the laws of life and love. Politics, life in society and scientific understanding of the divine will no longer be separated, nor will one be subordinated to another. No dogma can emerge from either the political or religious field because the two will be understood as being two sides of the same coin. There will not be a spiritual life as opposed to a non-spiritual life. Everything will be understood as belonging to the same energy expressed in different needs and requirements. Society will be organised according to the laws of life and love and around moments of introduction to the mysteries. In its relationship to the spiritual sphere, politics recovers its meaning. By reconnecting with the spiritual aspect of life in a scientific way, living in society finds meaning again. Politics will assume a sacred aspect insofar as it will be the appropriate arena on the outer physical plane for receiving the forces of invisible higher planes. The religious life will be lived as the simple relationship to and connection with the higher planes. It will be the simple and direct experience of the higher forces, free of any official and dogmatic structure. There will no longer be a disconnect between politics and religion. The creation of this new civilization will not be achieved in a day we will first need to understand, perceive and define the real goal of politics, to create the physical conditions that allow every being, each person, to live physically, to blossom and develop on the physical plane of our planet in all tranquility, and which will enable them to evolve spiritually in peace and at their own pace, while in incarnation. The very recognition of the political arena as one which is at the service of the evolution of the individual and the group will in itself be a major achievement on the part of humanity. As far as we know, such a society has never existed before, since politics and religion have never before been understood as tools that simultaneously express and foster the evolution of man except at sporadic moments in human history. But today, mankind has returned to himself and is learning to see himself as an evolving being. He knows that which he is, is evolving, on earth as in heaven, and that what he creates also evolves. Man is learning to recognise the laws that guide this evolution, both individually and collectively. He has arrived today at the point where his consciousness of being a being in becoming 
will allow him to unite the two apparently opposite poles of the matter that he is and the spirit that he is. In that sense, the emergence can be seen as a major political event because the return of the masters of wisdom among us and our recognition of them allows us to reclaim the sacred by reintroducing it into the material world and into politics. The return of equilibrium between the political and religious fields will bring comfort to humanity. To escape the current crisis, man must identify the problems clearly. The dichotomy of capitalism versus communism and the dichotomy of civil or secular society versus religious society. These two dichotomies have developed as if each existed independently of the other. But that is an illusion. We will not escape from the current crisis by trying to resolve these two dichotomies separately. The political way and the religious way are one and the same. And it is in understanding the connection between the political field and the metaphysical field that the solution lies. In fact, we see clearly today that we are going through a period lacking in direction yet full of defeatism in the face of capitalism. It seems a difficult and endless struggle to escape the still current dualism of capitalism versus communism. This leads nowhere. It is doomed to failure and does not materialize because the spiritual aspect of life is left out of the equation. The metaphysical connection is not recognized. There is therefore a great emptiness that man refuses to fill by a return to religion in one or other of its familiar forms because he has matured enough to reject any form of dogmatism. Therefore, in order to make headway we must not only redefine the political field in relation to the metaphysical field but we must also redefine the religious realm in relation to the political arena finally merging the two into one and the same space of time, that of the knowledge of the self and that of learning the laws of self-knowledge. This is the first step that will enable us to build the foundations of the new civilization. This step is the missing tool, the missing yeast for all the groups that are ready to serve today. Thus, the return of the hierarchy of masters of wisdom and its acceptance and reception can be seen as a political act, that is to say, an act of will to create the civilization, the society that will allow us to live in harmony with one another and with ourselves. It is a decision, an act of will, which is incumbent on us as much as on the hierarchy. For if indeed the hierarchy has decided to return openly among us, it is our responsibility as humanity to accept and allow that externalization. In particular, our worldwide group has the task of guiding the political and religious fields along correct lines and into right relationships one with the other. As a group participating in the work of emergence, it is very important for us to understand how significant our role is and that it must be active in these fields. We must understand that we are creating the emergence because we are the externalized part of the hierarchy. We are the externalization of the hierarchy. And that is why Maitreya gave us the gift of will in the great gesture referred to as 
the gift of the great Lord. For armed with this will, we can anchor the emergence in society, help to redefine the political and religious fields, and reorientate them. In this way, we can help define the focus that will be the guide for men, the goal for humanity in the coming years. In this way, we manifest the emergence as a political act and transform it into an educational act. We ourselves are being trained, learning a discipline, just as much as we convey information and educate people about the existence of the hierarchy. But today, it is no longer only a question of educating people about the existence of the hierarchy, but also of educating them in the construction of the new civilization. It also involves defining and delineating the purpose, pointing out the goal, and serving as a guide in laying the foundations of the path and mapping out the road to the new polis. Becoming aware that we are the emergence is therefore a very important step for our group in the process of the reception of the return of the hierarchy. Finally, we can say that living the emergence as a political act, an educational act, and an act of the will, gives us the right as a group to choose again. The opportunity to choose, lost for so long, is being given to us again today, as a human group. Today, by an act of will, which can be applied in the political field, we can make a conscious decision to work with and for the light. The return of the hierarchy of masters of wisdom is the opportunity that allows us as a human group to oppose evil and overcome it by an act of will. It also allows us to claim the connection with the soul and the spirit as a natural requirement that must be expressed in the political structure, at both the collective and individual level. So one can say at every level from the individual to the collective, yes, soul and spirit exist. Yes, I can be in touch with these levels. Yes, I affirm it. Yes, I have the right to affirm it. And in stating this as an ontological affirmation, I affirm it as a political right, devoid of any dogma, and so I create the new civilization. The work that awaits us in the coming years is therefore enormous. It is a question of making this goal an object of discussion so that it can be achieved. It is a question of defining the steps that will guide us towards this goal, redefining the political and religious fields, reorienting them in the right direction at the service of human evolution and affirming knowledge of the self as a natural requirement for structuring the political field. You're listening to the World Teacher Program on Wellington's Access Radio 106.1 FM. Our next article is by Benjamin Krems Master and is sourced from Share International magazine, September 2018. It's titled The Noah's Return and begins. Seldom in the world's history has there been a time like the present, a time of such convulsive change and promise for man. Once again in the turning of the great wheel, 
man is about to discover a new meaning and purpose behind the outer manifestations of his life and to renew contact with the source of all his wisdom and inspiration. After long and due preparation, the ancient body of Noah's, the spiritual hierarchy, is returning to the world of men, ready to implant there the seeds of knowledge and truth, which will take men to the heights from which the gods smile down. In the immediate time ahead, men will come to know the masters of wisdom as their friends and allies on the long path of evolution, as their guides and mentors in an expanding awareness of the plan they serve, and as their guarantee of future and like achievement. At the present time, the masters are gathering their forces for the onslaught on tyranny and greed, exploitation and want. They know that not all men are ready for the changes which must ensue, but they know too that most men by far desire a new dimension of life and are ready for the deeds and sacrifices which will bring it into being. They will not be slow to respond to the counsel of the Great Ones. Make ready to see them and to answer their call. Make ready to act and to aid them in their task. Make ready too for the stream of new light, new life and new knowledge which will flow from them into the world. Thus will all be changed. Thus will the old be swept away and a new era begin. Thus will the teachers revitalize men's lives and create the conditions for the emergence of a new man. The new man will demonstrate his allegiance to the truth that humanity is one, held together by the force of love itself, by his tolerance and harmlessness, his correct relation to all the kingdoms. The new man will be known by his capacity for right action, intuitively understood by his ability to interpret rightly the will of God. Thus will gradually emerge the God who sits within the heart of all men, potential, waiting to be called into manifestation by the actions of man himself. The key to this development lies in a growing, working relationship between the masters and men. From this will grow a bond so deep that naught can sever it, creating thus a channel for the gifts of wisdom, love and knowledge which are the masters to bestow. Their divinity will call forth the divine in man, and men will discover that they have been forever gods. All of this will not happen in a day, but slowly and surely the divine in men will respond to the fire of the divine love and wisdom which radiates from the masters. They will gather round that fire and find among the flames the reflection of their future. So will it be, for so it has been decreed by the Lord of life himself. Shortly now the masters will be seen and known for what they are, the guides and teachers of the race of men, the elder brothers of humanity the knowers in whose hands lies the destiny of the world. Welcome them into your midst and be prepared to serve with them. Be generous with your offering of service and become their co-workers. Know that they know the way and will take you with them to the gates of freedom. That concludes the Master's article. And now, with just enough time 
to play a short clip from my message number 23 as given through Benjamin Krem. My teaching will proceed from now. Gradually men will know of my presence. Take heed and begin to follow a new course. My hope is that you will quickly gather yourselves around me wherever you may be and take your stand by my side men and women throughout the world who share my hopes for a new life for men will lead the way and together we shall make safe the world. My vanguard has been preparing mankind for this time. There are few in the world who know not in their hearts that my return is nigh. On all levels this truth resounds. And that's our program for today. If you have any questions or would like to know more about the World Teacher Maitreya and the Masters of Wisdom, please call us on 06-3646-101 or visit the website share-international.org. To inquire about Share International magazine subscriptions, books by Benjamin Krem or our monthly free-of-charge newsletter, the number is 04 234 or write to P.O. Box 9576 Wellington. Thank you for listening to us on Wellington's Access Radio 106.1 FM. And please tune in to our next World Teacher programme on Christmas Day, Saturday the 25th of December, at the usual time of 10am. You can listen again to this programme and previous ones 
by visiting our website at share-international-nz.info and click on the radio tab. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.